Alrighty, welcome everybody to the Audiocrats podcast. You have Jake, Paul, and Brian. And Brian, bring who you guys got Jake Paul on your podcast? But yeah, that's no. a big get. <laughs> we made it big. <laughs> he was unavailable, so we had to to fill his spot with myself and, and Paul. Um, but we have a newcomer, Brian Jackson. Throwing Hello. out your last name so that yeah. people can stalk you. <laughs> I think you're probably our number one listener. So if you're yeah. a listener out there, your dreams can come true. You can join us. Yeah, long time listener, first time podcaster. Happy to be here. <clears throat> so Brian, what do you bring to the table? And so um, Griffin, by forever. If I know everyone's worried about Griffin because he's the fan favorite for some reason. He is back to being a doctor or some lame shit like that um or he he is he working in the psychiatric ward or is he just he just put there so so he tells us he's working there but you know i think we we both really know that he's he's yeah i mean after after the whole hannah hunt argument you know it's just like we know he's not all right up there (laughs) he started tearing down the walls of his apartment they had to lock him up So Brian, with Griffin gone, how do you how do you plan on filling that hole, and what new do you bring to the table? What should the people expect? Uh, from listening to all the podcasts, I definitely cannot fill Griffin's shoes. He's very good. Um, I don't know. I, I I used to listen to like a lot of rap and like a lot of like stuff about like the stuff behind that, but I've kind of really fallen behind that since a while now. I th- I think what I bring here is more of like a casual fan's perspective. To which I feel like you guys are more like with it than I am, and like I'll hear you guys say something, and then I'll check it out and be like, "Yeah, that's pretty good." Okay, but yeah. A lot okay, of, so without our influence, what do you like to listen to? Uh, a lot of R and B and rap, and I say I like like alternative stuff, but like I don't go out of my way to like actually find it. But like when I hear it, I like, yeah, I like that. Okay, I have a question on the fact that you said you like R&B. And this is inspired directly by a conversation we previously had. Is Chris Brown an R&B artist? Okay, um... <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't say so, but I don't, my cousin would very much disagree with all of this. <laughs> I would say at the very least he's R&B influenced. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. R&B influenced, but he's very poppy. Yeah, because something something came up where we were talking, like, Brian, you said, based on, like, Wikipedia or whatever, like, he's the sixth most successful R&B artist. Yeah. But I feel like just calling him an R&B artist is disingenuous because there's there's pop and hip-hop. There's a lot there. You know, it's, like, it's very genre, like, boundary crossing. What's, like, uh, what's, like, the, I don't want to say the stereotype, but, like, what is... An R&B artist right now, like who's the big one in your mind? Me or I, Brian? Uh, either. <laughs> I don't know. I really like Anderson Pock. I don't know if he's the big one right now. When Frank I think Ocean. R&B. I think like Frank Ocean. I guess like Frank would be R&B. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought of Anderson as R&B. I don't know. He probably what is. I always put him in there as. I don't know what other category he'd fall into. So. <laughs> I just think Chris Brown. Is too successful and too happy to be an R and B artist. <laughs> Sad boys only in R and B. Yeah. 
you have to be a little bit sad to be an R&B. I feel like that's the blues part of it, right? R&B is rhythm and blues. Right. Like, I, I, yeah, I was like, I feel like if it's too, that makes, if it's too poppy, you kind of lose the, lose the blues part of that. I don't know. Yeah, he's just dancing around too much. Okay. Okay. Oh, sorry for that sidetrack. Um, so, yeah, you heard it here. John Hardcop. <laughs> He'll never Chris hear Brown's this. Not, not, it's official. It's Audiocrat official. Stamp it. Mark it. Book. Spin it. I don't know. We'll, Chris we'll Brown's work. a pop artist. It's done. It's decided. All right. Um, cool. Cool. So we are, I think first we wanted to... So for all the listeners out there, I know you hate change, but we're going to try and mix up the, the the format of the podcast a little bit to really cater to you guys. I know we said this is exclusively just a, 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 a an outlet for us to talk to each other about music, but I was kind of starting getting starting to get confused talking about multiple albums over multiple <laughs> multiple episodes. So we informed each other of all of the new music that either we're listening to or that we um is is actually new newly released and that way we can all be informed and have all the whole conversation in the same episode so that way if there's an album we talk about you won't have to look like across like three episodes to get all the deets about it Should and spark some more quality discussion as well yeah i think so um the, the hard part is that it requires us to listen to more music and organize our thoughts on that. So let's see how it goes. Um, so this will probably be the last like official callback segment, but I still want to do it because we had some things we talked about last episode that I wanted to follow back up with Paul um, about. I'm going to leave Griffin's recommendations on the shelf until he makes it back. Um, but there were a couple things that Paul Paul brought up, and I want to start with the first one. It was a very random segment that I that I remember um, from the last episode that we um, that you guys you guys talked about, and I really didn't have anything to add because I didn't listen to Grimes's Art Angels that much. But she has a song called Scream, and Paul, you see, you asked like, is that Scream the same Scream that Kanye had in? something off Yeezus. I think it's right? Black Skinhead, right? Is is the scream at the end? So I, I I looked up where the Kanye scream came from and I, I couldn't I couldn't exactly find which which scream you were talking about. So I kind of thought this up exercise was going to be pointless. But I looked up the Grimes song and every scream in that song was actually recorded by her. By Grimes. Okay. I so, so the Kanye original, one I know the Kanye no idea. one is also Kanye. Like he he does the scream. It's just the one on the Grimes track has like the same exact like cadence and sound to it. I don't know. I, I don't. I'm not saying it was like a sample, but like it might have been influenced. an interpolation. Would that be the correct uh, term for that Potentially. one? Potentially, I think yeah, I know I, the exact scream you're talking about on Black Skinhead. Do you? Yeah, it's the one at the end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just very full body scream. It's very off-putting. Yeah, and it like kind of gets seared into your brain, and which is why I, I I noticed it on the Grimes track. Can't really forget that one. Yeah, I mean it, the, the timeline makes sense because Black Skinhead was 2013 and this was 2015. But yeah, I mean, um, a couple internet sources said that Grimes recorded all those screams 
herself. So maybe it was like influenced or like mixed to sound like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting because that was actually her. Her she had some like, um, some artist rapping in like Mandarin over the whole track. Was like the feature on that song. And the only actual vocal contributions Grime had during the song was the screams. Interesting. I, I'll be honest. I thought that was Grimes on that song. <laughs> so well, there is a feature, but it's just like a little like couple Mandarin symbols, and I was yeah. just like, when I started digging into this, it was just like, yeah, this 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 like Mandarin rapper just. It's just I, mean, I couldn't understand any of the words on that song, but I thought it was just Grimes being like weird. <laughs> Wait, you don't speak Mandarin? <laughs> no, I haven't added that skill to my repertoire yet. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was the Grimes scream. Uh, the next thing you wanted me to listen to was Hotels. You said, listen to Hotels. <laughs> I still love Hotels. Yeah, it's, I get it. It's fun. It was. What would you consider this just like straight pop? Because it was a little like. Uh, I don't R&B. know if I'd consider it pop necessarily. I guess I guess based on however you described it to me, I was expecting more pop, and it's a little more R and B. I think it starts pop on like the first half, and then it turns into an yeah, R and B album the second half or whatever. Yeah. So it's like a reverse Chris Brown. <laughs> A little bit. Well, she was big right when like Chris Brown started blowing up. I feel like in the late two thousands. So, yeah, I listened to her old stuff and I didn't recognize it. Like okay. her biggest songs from two thousand eight or whatever, "Bust Your Windows." I don't so know. you're you're kind of a meh on hotels. I I enjoyed hotels. Uh, it was a little different than I thought it was going to be. Um, I really like I really liked her voice. Yeah. I thought her voice was awesome. Yeah. Um. And I'd definitely spin it again for that. I don't I didn't love the Anderson Pack feet. Is it Pack or Pac? Pac. Pac? I thought it was Pac. Sure it was, I, I always was... thought it was Pac, but Paul said Pack last time, so I I, I doubted myself. On the Anderson Pack feature, I, I don't I don't know. I just might not like Anderson Pack that much. I don't think he's bad, but like whenever I hear him like in something, I never like get excited. Oh, uh, okay. Like, other I don't know. And I was like anticipating this one and I and I think I was anticipating too much. I might have overhyped the pack. But I did I did really so I really liked her voice and I really liked the kind of like you said, like the kind of the narrative that it follows. I thought it was really fun. I listened to it as a full album, like top to bottom when I was like cooking. So like no pauses, no interruptions, none of that. And I, I agree, it's definitely an album you want to do that with, which is something that I appreciate a lot. The music and like like everything was like it was like good. I don't I don't think I loved it quite as much as you did. Mm, okay. So I think I think that's a good thing though, right? We're looking. Yeah, for I think that's okay. I'm 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 totally fine with that. Actually, I this is good. This is gross. You did, but I I do I do like it. I, it. It would be a recommend. Okay. I thought about listening to this album, but then I didn't know how to spell hotels, and then I kind of just lost all. <laughs> And now, now looking at how it's spelled, I would have never found this. <laughs> well, Brian, there's still time for you on our next callbacks. You can check out Hotels by Jasmine Sold. Yeah. <laughs> H-E-A-U-X for all the listeners out there. Yeah, that was... I, I re-listened to, to the last podcast, and I, 
I literally just like, I was like, I don't even know. How to, like I said on the podcast, I don't know how to pronounce this <laughs> instead of spelling it or being anything useful for the people. It's also Jasmine, Jasmine Sullivan with a Z, like J-A-Z. Men, because I was searching Jasmine with an S for the longest time, and I was like, "Convince this album doesn't exist." <laughs> I just made the whole thing up. It was yeah, but and that was extra funny because this was after I'd already stalked your Spotify and knew it existed. <laughs> and then I went back looking for it and couldn't find it, and had to go back through your Spotify to realize it had a Z in it. Cool. Well, I'm glad you listened to it and at least kind of liked it. Uh, there were there were a lot of a lot of good things going on in there, um, well and like you said, well produced album overall. Um, the last thing I wanted to bring up that you recommended last time was Gia Margaret. I'll and, call this a light recommend, by the way. I wasn't like super yeah, sold on this album at the time. Like, you kind of peppered it in there, and I just kind of like it was just like one of these random things that like I was at work listening to music and I pulled this out of my brain and I was like, I'm pretty sure he said Gia Margaret, and then. I started shuffling Gia Margaret because I forgot like what you recommended exactly, like blah blah blah. And I and this is you might have no idea that this is coming, Paul. But I thought I shuffled Phoebe Bridgers. Because <laughs> this girl sounds exactly like Phoebe Bridgers, Paul. Well, so the Mia the Mia album isn't there's no vocals on it. Yes, so I will agree the Mia Jargret album. Which then I re-listened to what your recommendation exactly was, because I was confused as to why you recommended me basically Phoebe Bridgers, was you, you were like, this album kind of had that um, that inner inner song in color yeah. type of type of vibe. And I listened through it and I, I agree. It's right in that same same energy with literally well, no vocals yeah, except more. for one song, I think. Cause and when you explained it, it made sense because her voice broke or something that summer. <laughs> she had vocal cord issues. <laughs> yeah, she couldn't. She couldn't exactly sing anymore. So yeah, I listened through that, and I, I agree. It was like right in that same vein. Um, I, I honestly, it was really good, like music to work to. Like I was like, you know, kind of like honed in, focused, no vocals, not distracting, but at the same time, you know, there it it moved around a little bit. Um, but yeah, her, like her older stuff and her, you know, even solid heart and, and stuff. I was like, it's just, I was like, this is Phoebe Bridger, but just like a little less sad. <laughs> like, like, like Phoebe Bridger's, but I dropped my bagel on the floor sad and not like I just watched an orphanage burn down sad. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually haven't listened to the, uh, the non-instrumental stuff. Um, I'll take your word for it. But I feel like this just it, this calls out to me to just re-listen to Punisher again by Phoebe and just try it yet again to have you have you listened to Stranger in the Alps? No, because I think Stranger in the Alps her her older album is is much better than Punisher. I didn't love Punisher that much, and maybe that's because the only songs I want to re-listen to on Punisher are the singles. The singles, yeah, even though they're pretty good singles. Um, yeah, I don't know. Listen to I don't know. Stranger in the Alps is, I think, I think a lot better record. Okay. Uh, yeah, but I literally started shuffling Jim Margaret, and then I put my phone away, and I was like, "Why is it playing Phoebe Bridgers?" 
<laughs> what is happening? Uh, Brian, what are your thoughts on Phoebe Bridgers? Do you have any that you'd like uh, so, to share with the group? <laughs> yeah, I, I've only listened to Punisher once, but I, re- I liked it when I was listening to it. And that is my opinions on Phoebe Bridgers. <laughs> okay. I like it. Clear, concise. Is it R&B? Because it's pretty sad. <laughs> that is pretty sad. So that that does fit my definition of R&B. But it has rhythm. It does have rhythm. It doesn't really have blues. <laughs> I, I'm not going to put it in the R&B category yet. But okay. maybe well, on my you heard it here. Episode. Seal it, spin it, sign it. Phoebe Bridger's not R&B. Right. Can we make that a segment? <laughs> Only when Brian's here, though, because he's the okay. final. Okay. Okay, um, Paul, did you have any callbacks on anything we talked about last time? Me I don't have any callbacks for you. Um, I don't think I recommend. I don't think much. you really recommended any, so um, I'm going to consider myself off the hook for this. Did you did you add yourself to the list of of one of um, Madeline Edwards' six thousand listeners? Oh, you know what? I didn't. Oh, I let you down. I totally forgot about that. Oh my god, guess how many listens The Road has now? 8,000. 230,000. Wow, that's actually a lot. I mean, it's, it's uh, to be fair, it's almost been a month. Audio <laughs> cast has really, <laughs> really made that blow up. <laughs> no, I actually need to listen to that. Um, let, me put think, it the, let me put it in the Google Drive right now. <laughs> I think two dozen of those have been me. <laughs> what's, it, what's it called again? The Road by Madeline Edwards. Okay, I'll, I'll listen to that. It's like oh, apologies yeah. to the fans. It's good. It's a <laughs> excuse me. I I still promise I don't know who this is. Um, it's um, it's fine. Um, She's probably your cousin. You're just trying to get her some listens, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, if that is it, then we can move on to new music. Woo-hoo. All right, who <laughs> has a new? I guess I'll start. Just because I think I have the most important thing on oh, kick it off, please. our new music. Yeah, let's do so it. So on February 9th, actually, <laughs> yes. before like before I knew this was even a thing, I got a text from the one and only Brian Jackson that was like, hey, you have to talk about Rebecca Black's Friday <laughs> remix on your podcast. And I was like, wait, what? Hold the phone. <laughs> There's no way this is real, right? Oh, it's real. Rebecca Black released a Friday remix featuring 303, um, Dorian Electra, and Big Freedia. Or Frida. Big Frida. Okay, it looks like Freedia, right? I'm not... It does, it does. Okay, but it's it's Big Frida. Big Frida, like... (laughs) And it is just fantastic. It is the most ridiculous hyper pop it's crazy (laughs) whatever you want to call it remix of friday that our hearts were ready for and i think you to really get the full experience of this song you have to watch the music video because to me it like really added like a level to it oh i didn't even i didn't know there was a video oh yeah the video is just like super weirdly like bright colored and i don't it it's it's very weird, and I think it's exactly what you'd expect from like a song like that. 
I, I actually kind of love the remix. I, I don't... The chipmunk vocals are a bit much <laughs> for me. I think they're... <laughs> they could have done without those, but the features are awesome on this track. Who is the best feature? Oh, Big Frida's always the best feature. Yeah. Uh, I really like... I don't know what what, the, what her name was again, but the other person who was not Big Frida or 303, I really like that feature. Yeah, Dorian. Yeah. I actually think Dorian was really good, too. I think Dorian's verse was the best. Big Frida's just so much fun, and I agree. 303 was <laughs> easily... 303, 303 was, the, was... It was the worst what I was expecting. <laughs> it, was just, it was just cool that 303 was on there. Do they still make music, by the way? Like, I haven't heard of or from them in a long time. I don't know. How long was Don't Trust a Ho? How long ago did that come out? I feel like they were big when we were in middle school. I was going to say, I think I was playing baseball at the time. So that was like 6th or 7th grade. <laughs> but I don't, yeah, it was like, what was it? Don't Trust a Ho and then like Helen Keller are the two songs that I can think of. I think the Helen Keller is a verse from Don't Trust a Ho. Oh, is it really? <laughs> it's all yeah, don't they have a song with Nicki Minaj or somebody? I don't, I can't remember. Was Starships? Were they on Starships? Were they featured on Starships? Um, I don't know. My 303 they, oh, maybe they knowledge were. is... Oh, they did a song with Kesha for sure. They did do a song with Kesha. My first. I'm looking at their top 10 tracks on Spotify. I don't know any of them. That's not Don't Trust the <laughs> Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> yeah. They have a song with 100 gags that came out in 2020. <laughs> That's probably a trip. They're, they have like they have like three songs in 2021 that came out. When was their last album that came out? Their last album was Night Sports, which was 2016. They have a song called My Dick on there. That sounds very on brand for three. It does sound very on brand. I think I've heard that song before, actually. Oh, really? Are you thinking of the sp- is, is it's um. Oh, it might be a different one. There's another one that's, I think, more popular than this one. Might Maybe be a it's cover. a could be a it's cover. Literally, it's literally just like my dick's big, your dick's small. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's like, by Spose. Maybe there's like 800 metaphors that they use to like explain that. It's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't like this. This one came out in 2015. I definitely remember. Remember the that. the one you're thinking of was on like Harold and Kumar three. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was old. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're all over the place. <laughs> Three Three is a feature on Teenage Dream, like the Katy Perry song. Yeah, Starstruck. Huh. Teenage Dream, they add the album, not oh, okay. not the song. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, um, I know you guys listen to this podcast for for the Three Hundred Three content. But yeah, I I think I kind of agree with Paul. I like this remix. I think the Chipmunk lyrics are a little, they're a little much, but I think they're better than the original recording, like Rebecca Black's. (laughs) Okay. If you set the bar that low, I mean, there's nowhere to pull it up. I've grown to love the original Friday. (laughs) Just from years of like, sarcastically listening to it even though i was like 10 well well not 10 but like i was the same age and i would have been probably equally as bad music (laughs) you were probably close like this is the she released it on the 10 year anniversary of 
okay. the original Friday. So I would have been 14. Yeah. Now we know your name and your age. Go get them, people. Yeah. <laughs> you got me now. All right. Um, you want to hit, hit one of your albums, Jake, or we just want to... Uh, let's rotate around a little bit. All right. So rotate around. Some new music. I, I can go, I guess. Um, I don't have any singles. Sorry. But um, I guess my... We'll start with The Weather Station. So I recommended this one, The Weather Station. The title is Ignorance. Yeah. Um, I'm curious what your guys' thoughts were. I This was an album I, I liked a lot. I'm like my first listen and kind of like progressively liked less. <laughs> so I feel like it's the wrong, like the wrong way to go. Yeah, I feel like that's the opposite of how you normally do. But... Yeah, I feel like it was just a little too samey. Like I think it's 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 really well done. Um, it's pretty low key. It's kind of I would consider it like a folk album. Yeah, that's what I I agree with the folk um, tag. Kind of low key singing, and it's really well done, really well produced. Um, I think it starts off really strong. I think the robber is like maybe the best song on there, and then it just like kind of all blends together into one sound by the end, and that was kind of just like it needs a little more diversity. Yeah, I think I have the same issue with it because I. I remember really liking The Robert, and then at some point, it was just one of those albums where you're like, oh wait, I'm still listening to this, and I didn't really, couldn't really pick out anything in particular. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you don't even know how many tracks down the list you are. Yeah. Right. I would agree. I, I did like it. It was a little... I guess it, it didn't it didn't pull me in. There wasn't any, like you said, like maybe The Robber, but like after that... Nothing about the album, like, like it didn't have moments, right? <laughs> it didn't. It did not have moments, and it's not. I, it's yeah, not I like good the sound though. Without the moments, I don't think. Yeah, I actually put it on repeat a couple times at work, just because it was easy to, you know, it was not distracting, not offensive music. Yeah, it's real easy to listen to. Yeah, it, I agree with that. And yeah, I think, just didn't have that many highs. I think the story behind the robber is kind of interesting about like taking land from native uh, Canadian people and just kind of grappling with that. I thought that was interesting. I didn't read much about the other stuff, but I wasn't to that. Yeah, and and I guess I I was really excited going into it because Pitchfork gave it a 9, which is pretty high. So I came in, I was like, this is going to be a near like masterpiece of an album. And, it, and I guess I was just maybe... Maybe my expectations were too high going in. Like, I was I was gonna be let down regardless but i don't think it quite hit a nine for me it was like a seven in my book if we're gonna start assigning numbers i'd i'd, I'd allow that seven sounds very good to me yeah it was like a good listen i don't really care to go back to it okay yeah that might be closer to a six for me okay i feel Just, like the I'd quality of the quality of music is good enough that i feel like it deserves a seven that's fair I think there's, yeah, I think there's just, there's taste involved. You, you're definitely a f more folky person in general. I do like the folk music. But that's Ooh. all I really have for, for that album. All right. Yeah, I don't, I, I think we're all kind of on the same page with that one. I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't a folk album there. I don't know, just the name of the weather station. And, because I went into it with... Like, I went into both your albums, Paul, with absolutely no, like, preconceived notions on what I was getting into. Okay. So, 
I have I have some more more talking points for the second one for sure. I, I I'm more excited to talk about the second one, so I saved that one. <laughs> um, cool. Um, I can go now with another album that I I guess we'll talk about my first album on my list. It was um, Arlo Parks' Collapse and Sunbeams. This came out in January 29th, 2021. I don't know how I found this album actually. I think it was I think I saw people I knew on spotify or like instagram posting this was good new music and i looked it up and so she's like a british poet so lyrically this album is really strong and listening through it that i i would agree with that and i didn't pick up on this as much as like pitchfork did or like whatever but like apparently there's a ton of really cool like lyrical like references and little like thing like little like easter eggs she throws into like current events and stuff almost kind of like you know like an Eminem or like you know whoever they do very like topical mm-hmm. things and ties mm-hmm. it into like the theme apparently she did that a lot I didn't really <laughs> notice, I didn't it. notice it I'd have to listen to it again because I don't think yeah. I got it I guess I'd have to listen closer I, I thought I paid attention but yeah and the pitchfork know. review for this I have a lot of things about pitchfork reviews that I'm going to complain about today but the pitch pitchfork gave it a six eight I think Really? I like this I a thought, lot. I thought they were going to give it a higher because I, I listened to it and then I read the Pitchfork album. And the weird thing is the Pitchfork review was like, yeah, this is awesome. Lyrically, it's amazing. They didn't talk about the music at all. They just talked about how great the lyrics were for like a page and then said 6.8. <laughs> <laughs> they can sometimes do that. <laughs> I was like, what? The, the, the... Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. I know this, like, not all these songs are exactly brand new. I know Eugene was one of the bigger indie songs of 2020. It was released as, like, a single. Um, and I think in that was a lot in part to, again, the lyrics and the message and not exactly the music, right? That's, I think as a as a poet, that's where her strength is. But I, I enjoy it. I was like, it's chill like i don't know it's like i feel like i can put this music on in the background and do literally anything around my house yeah i agree with that i think i actually feel almost the same way about this album as i do about the weather station album in that i like it it's easy to listen to but at the end of the day like i'm kind of just like i get they all kind of blend together like the sound kind of blends again for me and it doesn't like it doesn't like hook me in you know so like My both favorite. of them, I would I would throw on in the background. Like I thought about buying both of them just to like, if I was ever just wanted to throw an album on and like do something, mm-hmm. like I think it'd be great. But like I don't know if I want to just like turn it on and just like listen to it and focus on it, you know? Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's like, like it's very easy to listen to, and it's not like I liked it a lot. This is definitely this is an R and B record. <laughs> put that on the put that on the books. It is. But like, oh, R- this one's an R and B record. Yeah, and. Uh, I think it was just like the right kind of sadness, and I think it was good, but it wasn't anything special that I would like want to focus my whole attention on. Yeah. I'm still stuck on the R and B record part of this. I don't know if I. I thought it was R and B. I don't know. I think maybe I just got to the Ivy cover and was like, "Yeah, this is R and B." That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Huh? I would have called it. 
I don't know what the heck I would have called it. <laughs> yeah, it says her inspir. It doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't. Spotify doesn't really categorize it, but it says she's inspired by like a mix of stuff from like Radiohead to Portishead to Suvian to Solange. So all over the place. Rate your music has it as bedroom pop and yeah, neo soul. Like, so which is indie, like indie pop is kind of where my like. Let's call it indie indie R and B. Indie R&B. Indie R&B. Yep. Indie R&B pop. <laughs> yeah. Indie starts with an I. Yeah. I-R&B pop? Uh, yes. Did you say E-R&B pop? What did you just say? I think you're Brian, what did you just say? Indie R&B pop? Oh, Okay. I don't know. I guess. I guess. I guess the microphone cut out or something because I just heard E R N B pop, and I was like, "Well, <laughs> I thought you were saying indie started with an E." I'm sorry. I will say guy. that for for being, I think it said she was 20. Oh, she's 20. Yeah, I think she's 20. So like, definitely an artist to keep to keep an eye out on. Yeah. Like if this she is where a- you start, <laughs> like. She has some interesting features, I think. Which is might have like I don't know when I heard this name I was like I know I've heard this before and she's just featured on some like random stuff that I I don't know yeah she's up and coming for sure like a lot of newer stuff okay um I guess we could go to the rec- album that I recommended the Judas and the Black Messiah inspired soundtrack <laughs> not <laughs> not the score so tell me it's not the motion picture soundtrack. <laughs> The inspired album, to yeah. The Judas and the Black Messiah, the inspired album, and I, I don't know. I, I'd be interested to hear you guys' take on this, but because I don't know, I think I wanted more from this. I think it was because it was it was the Ryan Coogler produced the movie Judas and the Black Messiah, which is about the Black Panthers and Fred Hampton being murdered, and he also did the the Black Panther, which is completely unrelated movie and i thought that album was a lot better than this album and then i just like the themes of this movie i thought that this would be a better like have a lot better protest songs especially given the last year that we've had and then i think generally i was met on this besides for like a few of the songs but Jake, I'm going to turn so, this one over to you as the person that listened to the score for this movie. <laughs> um, Brian, do you know? I'm trying to. I'm trying to look. Was this so? Was this album written? Like, were all these songs written for the, for the movie? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm trying to look that up, and I don't really know what to to look for. I think some. Of, I I feel like some of them were. I think I should have done more, but I, I'm going to go with yes. And I liked a lot of like the like more non-rap songs like on this album. Like the her song was really good. And I, I like think the, the her song. I, I liked that one a lot. And I think all the, like the like Chicago rappers that they got like Little Dirk and G Herbo and everybody did good, but like it still wasn't great to me. Yeah, I mean, uh, so coming into this, I I didn't recognize most of the artists on on the list, like on the track list. You know, it was like it was like 
Nas and Jay Z and ASAP Rocky. <laughs> yeah, they had a Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, but. yeah, and I actually like the Nipsey Hussle song, Nipsey Nipsey Hussle, mm-hmm. um, a little bit more. I don't know. I I don't know. I think my interpretation or my expectations were a lot different coming into this because I didn't expect anything. Oh, okay. I was just like, I guess I got to listen to this today because we're doing recording a podcast about it tomorrow. That's what you like to hear. <laughs> and I'm very invested I, in Fred Hampton's story, so I think maybe that uh, alters my opinions of things. Yeah, I thought it was... Yeah, that's probably true. I thought, like, the music, for the most part, like, like the songs were pretty well made, and I didn't really have any, like... I didn't have many issues with what I was hearing, but I would agree. I wasn't like really like pulled into any of the messages that they were trying to hit. Right. You know? Yeah. There were, there were a couple points, but like to, to kind of throw it back, like nothing like lines that hit you from like run the jewels for. Yeah. Run the jewels. Like I think unfairly, I was trying to expecting run the jewels for again, and it was not run the jewels for. <laughs> Yeah, I, I will say so. After figuring out I listened to the wrong album, um, <laughs> I made it through. I think it was "Plead the Forty Fifth," and I just at times I thought it was like a weird, like the tracks didn't flow well together in my opinion up to that point. I don't know if that continues on through the rest of the album, but it like felt kind of disjointed sound wise. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I think album like this, it's, I'd expect that. Yeah, I have I have trouble evaluating something like this that, that accompanies like a film anyways which is why i was kind of like i don't i don't know what to expect coming into this because it's it's not exactly meant to be listened to as an album i don't think that's it's, probably fair it's, it's accompanying another art form so that that's hard i i do agree like i didn't think it felt that jointed together at all but i guess i was expecting it to be that way okay mm-hmm. But yeah, I think there's some good moments on it. Like, No Profanity is really good. Uh, I I I liked uh, Plead the 45th a lot. I mean, I liked all the like. The I liked Plead the 45th. I really liked Contagious too. Um, that was I can't think of it right now, but I just listened to it um, right before we did this. Yeah, it's by it's by Safe and Kiana Lead or Lede or whatever. Kiana's voice is fantastic. That that was like the big like I listened to this this whole album a couple times and that that song stood out to me because of her voice. Mm-hmm. And I've never heard of her before. Um, but yeah, that, overall fine. Yeah, wouldn't go back cool. to it. Have you seen the movie? Yeah, I did. The movie's really good. Uh, okay. Yeah. Shout out Mark Clark and Peoria. Who you? Uh, he's. Just one of the people who was part of the story. He, oh, know, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to ruin like, the like movie for historically anyone. part of it, right? Yeah, yeah. He was, he's just somebody from a Black Panther from Peoria, which is my hometown. I guess I'm just giving it all away today. Hey, you are just putting yourself <laughs> yeah, on the yeah. you, you, you don't live in Peoria anymore, so I mean, Brian, everybody already knows you as the coach of the Peoria Pidgeot. <laughs> yeah, I am very the, famous for in that. the Pokemon League. <laughs> It's an internationally discussed Pokemon League, so yeah, um, cool. Yeah, no, I I need to see this movie. I did. I have been hearing about it. Did it just come out like a couple yeah, days it, ago? 
I think it came out last Friday and on HBO Max. And yeah, it says the 12th. Today is February 20th for those listening. Um, and it says it came out February 12th. So On HBO Max? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a Warner. I'll yeah. have to check that out. I'd recommend it. It's it's definitely something where you just like, man, did not see this coming. But cool. Um, yeah, I no, I I appreciated listening to that. I want to listen to it again. I think after I watch the movie, there are some yeah, there are some interesting. I just I don't know. I don't know enough about like all these artists to know like what to expect. <laughs> I don't know where you guys are. They're kind of the biggest <laughs> names of. <laughs> There's of, of hip hop and R and B, I feel like. Yeah, there's a lot of big names like this. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are. I mean, they really like, pulled out it? all the stops to get artists on there. I feel like I've heard of Masego before, but I couldn't tell you anything about who that is. Oh yeah, I'm not really familiar with little little Dirk, White Lil Dave. Dirk is... Who are these people? Little Dirk's <laughs> like from Chicago. Chicago. He's up and coming yeah. Chicago yeah. rapper. DJ yeah. Chicago Kennedy, kid, also from Chicago. <laughs> Who's Pooh Shiesty? Oh, I, I don't know who that don't is. But I, that song was fine. Songs. I mean, you know Ray right? <laughs> Why is his name Pooh? I mean, Hip Boy is one of the biggest producers of uh, for yeah. a while. Oh, I have. I do have one other thing to complain about this album, and it's not like it's. It's. I'm just gonna say it. Why is there a bonus track on it? What? <laughs> yeah. You got to get Ray Kim on there. <laughs> why does why? It came out the same time as the rest of the album. What's bonus about it? What makes it? A, I don't. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. I felt that was more like an auto. That was like a biographical story more than like a song, though. But it's, so, but yeah, I don't yes. understand it either. Like I, I barely understand the concept of bonus tracks on a normal album. Like I guess it's like an artist says, these are the songs that make the cut, and then if there's one or two that were really close, you know. Like bonus, bonus, you know, like yeah, we'll give that, that on the Lux edition. Or Park album had uh, that whole lo-fi section of it, and that kind of confused me too. At least on Apple Music, it had this whole like lo-fi section. Oh, it did not have that on. Yeah, I don't uh, think Spotify had that. Okay. Oh, there's a deluxe version on here. Yeah. Okay, it had it on the deluxe version. I see that now. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't even know that part of the album existed. You know? um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't get like I barely get the point of bonus tracks in general. And then like on a album that was released for a movie, then a a song that's essentially the title of a movie. Why is that a bonus? Why is that not just on the album? I don't know. It might not have been in the movie. None of these songs are in the movie. <laughs> I sound like a real idiot, don't I? <laughs> I, I looked at. I'm like, here's Stop. the. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna just uh, go back to keep my mouth shut. And then, yeah, like Wikipedia says, right? So, like, right, like the film score, which is what Paul listened to, was composed by Mark Isham and Craig Harris. It features an original song titled "Fight for You," performed by her, who co-wrote it with Demile and Tiara Thomas. And then a twenty, an accompanying twenty-two track album, which that includes the bonus track. So, why call it bonus track? album titled Jesus and the Black Messiah the inspired album came out on the day of the film's digital release with songs from many prominent rappers such as Jay-Z ASAP Rocky and Nas as well as a posthumous appearance by Nipsey Hussle and that's all it tells me about it 
um, labels RCA. That's neat. Um, but yeah, it didn't like. I think there was the one song, right? The her song that was in in the movie. Yeah, that's. I think that's during the end credits that starts playing. Okay. So yeah, none of these songs were actually in the movie, which is confusing. Like they're not in the movie, but I feel like you still have to listen to it after watching the movie. Or while what? I don't know. <laughs> Probably not while. It's like a it's like the dark side of the moon. You gotta turn it on while you're watching a gotta turn it on when they turn on the little the color in the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, you gotta play it backwards, right, with the Wizard of Oz and then you like go to the moon or something. That's what the <laughs> We have completely lost the plot on this podcast. <laughs> um okay, let's keep it moving. Paul, you have another album you want to talk about. Alright, you want to talk about Black Country New Road for the first time? Um I'm not gonna say I wanna talk about it, but let's do it. Dude, this album is I just made it hyperbole, but it is unlike any other album I've ever heard. And I, I honestly, like, I don't even know how I feel about it because at times, like, it is the only music that I can think of. Um, like, the, the sounds are so, like, unique and jarring. It almost reminds me of, like, the first time I listened to Alt-J. Um, I was just like, what in the world are these sounds and why are they together? But, like, when it clicks, like, you really like it. And then at times, the, the lyrics which are the most melodramatic lyrics I've ever listened to on any project, (laughs) are, like, so overwhelming that I want to turn it off. Um, Especially uh, Science Fair is, is I think, the biggest offender of (laughs) the lyrics just being too much to handle. But, like, on um, Opus, I think the final track, like, the instrumentals are wild between, like, the saxophones, the guitars, like, the drums, but, like, I think it, it works in this like chaotic frenzy that I cannot stop playing. And I, I want to know if I'm crazy. Like, is this good music? I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Sounds about right. I don't, I don't know if this is music, but <laughs> and just so like background on this band, they, they're British and they sort of started gaining a lot of hype and steam I think like 2018, 2019, they were doing a lot of live shows. And apparently they are insane live. Um, like they're really high energy. Um, they, like, I mean, all the different instruments on there, like they all play like key roles in their live shows. And so a lot of people got really into them based on that. And this is their first album, like studio album. Um, okay, having said that, back to you. <laughs> um, what a debut. <laughs> Oh man, I I mean I agree with you. This is all over the place. I like you put it on. You're just like what in that you know because it starts off like instrumental, and I think yeah. it comes in a little subtly, and and then all of a sudden it's not subtle, and you're just like oh nope there what <laughs> what's happening? It is. I I do agree. I don't think I've heard anything like this. Yeah, I agree with that. That. I don't know if it's good or not. It's to me, it's kind of in that the the genre is very different, but it's as confusing as like the um the Jacob Collier album, like D Jesse. Like it is a cluster of different sounds and noises that I wasn't 
I just I just don't expect in that in that order. Um, you're completely on on the nose with the the the, the sad boy lyrics too. Um, <laughs> so melodramatic. Yeah, I I mean I really enjoy um, Opus. Okay, and it's. It's like you like I don't know. There, I think that track made the most sense to me. Just like I think track X is... is the most immediately likable. Um, it it's not as dissonant as some of the other ones. I think it's like the second to last track. Yeah, I like the opening instrumental track a lot. That I would track agree with that nice too. I think because there weren't any words on it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't feel sad. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. I like Opus just because I think, because like I agree with you about Track X, right? Because it's it's the most normal. But I think Opus to me, like like I I figured out what they were trying to do. Okay. Like they were doing all the crazy instrumentals and noises and singing and lyrics and and everything, and it was it was it was a mess. But it kind of all pieced together, at least in my head. Okay. And, and I was like, I feel like that's what they're trying to accomplish. I feel like they're not trying to make a normal sounding song. No. I don't With, think so either. Yeah, it was this was weird though. I played this and I was like, is this the right album? <laughs> I was like, is Paul just fucking with me right now. Mm-mm. I would definitely want to listen to it again. I only listened to it once when I was working out, and I thought it was actually pretty good, like workout music. But I think it I think there's there was more there to take a second listen to and really get it because I liked it. I just don't know if I've fully took in the experience because while I was listening to this, there was like Michael Bublé playing in the gym behind me, <laughs> and I was just trying to drown out the Michael Bublé. Those are very different. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm confused. When what am when am I supposed to listen to this? Like I feel like most things like I don't know. Like I feel like if I'm really sad, this is gonna make me go like commit arson. <laughs> I wouldn't listen to it sad. I, I listened to it like while doing I don't even know what I was doing. I've probably listened to this album like five or six times at this point. Like I can't stop listening to it and I don't know why. Oh. Um I would put not sad though. Rebecca I don't Black think sad is the answer. Time. And that's weird because most like sad music, like I, I think it's better to like be in that. I don't know. It's at least. I mean, the lyrics are sad, but it's so over the top sad that it's like not like I don't get a. They don't convey sadness to me. It conveys like <laughs> drama. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, bud. I don't know. It's. <laughs> it doesn't. I get more listen of an angst. Like, it, it makes me nervous. <laughs> it's how I Maybe would I'll get it. drunk tonight and listen to it. Yeah, I feel like it, it conveys more anxiety than sadness in my mind. I can see that. Yeah, I'm, that's that's really one thing I str- I was like, when do I listen to this? What like it's not like oh, I want to listen to this while I'm in the back, you know, in the background, or I want to like sit down and pay attention to it, or do I want to? <laughs> do I want to be happy? Do I want to be sad? What do I? What's my? You know, because I feel like most albums give you a hint. This album gives me nothing. I think there is enough going on in this album that you can sit down and focus on it. 
like there are enough different pieces happening that like I think each time you kind of gain a little bit more understanding of like what they're doing and what they're going for. Yeah, I believe that. I I'm kind of high like, on this album. I, I don't know why. I did not expect this going in, but... I am honestly surprised. I, I figured this was just like a let's talk about how fucking weird this album is. And then that, that's pretty much how it went. But then you're also like, I can't stop listening to it. And I was not expecting that. Yeah, I, I think I started out like hate listening to it. And then it's it's kind of grown on me a little bit. <laughs> I can see that because I was confused. And I definitely want to listen to it again. But I enjoyed it. There were enough like enjoyable moments the first time around. Like it had the moments. The instrumental track X and Opus that I was like, I should listen to this again because like I could see what they're doing on at least three of these songs, and maybe the middle ones will just fall into place. And Science <laughs> so Fair is still a little too much, but what I'm hearing is Paul just needs to 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 flesh out this moments theory so we can. I don't know if there are moments on this album. <laughs> this album is chaotic. Paul, I'll be waiting for your like your review to come out, and then I'll I'll read it, and then I'll really get the album itself. I think yeah, that's like, what I'm we're we're yeah. actually starting a new website called Fitch Pork, that, <laughs> that writes album reviews and so on. <laughs> they say it's the up and coming, you know, media of of music. Um, anything else for Black Country? <laughs> no, that's all I got. Okay, I don't have anything else either. I rambled enough. Um, we have one more new album. Feels like we've been talking about these forever, but we had a lot. That's good. Um, and that was Weezer's new album, OK Human. And I really wasn't expecting to to talk about this. I didn't even know this album was coming out, to be honest, because so Weezer had announced. So they announced the big Hell Omega tour with Green Day and Fall Out Boy. That was supposed to happen in 2020. All right. Because COVID canceled it. And for that tour, they've been hyping up this new like sound and image that they were going to do, which was called Van Weezer, which was like a like a heavy rock, like Van Halen-esque like thing. And they've released a couple tracks for it. And they released one last year called Hero, which was equal parts, just like an awesome rock song. And a tribute to like frontline workers and stuff like during COVID that was fantastic. And I would recommend anyone to listen to it if you like rock music like at all. And I was like, hell yeah, I can't wait for Weezer's new stuff. And then they came out with this album, which is like completely flipped the switch. They're like, like all the instrumentation is, is like orchestral. And they're just like, fuck it. Let's write a quarantine album with like, orchestration behind it instead like a pop of anthem album yeah instead of like van halen rock thing that we we were working on for our big hella mega tour so it really caught me out of left field and I, i'm gonna be honest i liked it i liked it a lot i was very happy with how because like i said i was like this doesn't look like van weezer that they've been promising you know when you look at the album cover and stuff and I think they released the, the first song, um, All My Favorite Songs. Mm -hmm. They released that as a single a little bit a little bit before the album came out. And I listened to it and I was like, that's interesting. And yeah, when the whole album came out, though, I didn't I, like I said, no idea it was coming out and I liked it. I think it they they took the orchestration part of it and did it really well. And 
like the first three tracks like they're fun they're i think the lyrics are pretty good it's like it hits that quarantine vibe it hits just kind of that everyday person's like i'm stuck in the same routine i mean yeah. grapes of wrath is like great because he's just sitting there like i'm gonna just get away from the world and listen to these classic literature thing. i don't know i think it's so fun and it's not like it's not like great it's not anything new or groundbreaking but it's just fun and it makes me smile and yeah it's 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 short and to the point they don't try and do anything that they're not and then they hit like some ballads and some some you know playing my piano and and bird, bird with a Broken Wing, you know, kind of in the middle of the album. And I think the first three tracks just are really strong compared to the rest of the album, and it's a little harder to listen through. But um, it's a really short album, and I think it's, it's fun. It sounds like Weezer, but the orchestration is something new that they haven't quite done before. I feel like I've been rambling forever. I want to know your guys' thoughts. <laughs> Well, you at least know that I'm a sucker for like grand orchestral sounds in music. So I did actually, I, I really liked the direction they went. I agree with the first three songs. I think we're probably the strongest. I think they got a little on the nose um, <laughs> with like numbers, mirror image, and screens with the lyrics. Like, yeah, just, like, technology's bad. Like, what are we going to do? I think Wizards um, always on the nose. Though. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I thought that was a little much and like not that I disagree I, I I tend to agree with some of their thoughts on that but I was like this is just a little too like head on for me um but actually I thought like LeBrand Tarpitz was a fun lender and and I like the sound a lot I I don't think it's it's probably like of the albums we've talked about for new music it's probably number two and ones that I'll go back to after Black Country New Road just because it's like the sound kind of is a little more appealing to me just it is it's kind of big it's it's hitting you in the face and i like it i can skip some songs on there but overall <laughs> i think it's a good one yeah i i would consider myself a weezer fan and i think this is my favorite thing they've done since the white album whenever that came out and that was like five or six years ago now yeah it's been a minute besides for that cover album the cover album's fun too uh, <sighs> i have some opinions on the cover <laughs> album but but I listened to this having no idea it was coming out, and I, I really enjoyed it. And then I did what you did with the with, what album that you looked up on Pitchfork, and this has like a five point five on Pitchfork. Is like oh, really? I have some I have some thoughts on the Pitchfork article. I didn't even read the article. It was just like I just saw the score. It's like man, I disagree with this completely. And yeah, I really like uh, sitting at my piano. I can relate to just not wanting to be in meetings and yeah if this album just felt very of the moment to me yeah i think it's so here's the thing about the pitchfork article okay <laughs> so this album has some valid criticisms and that article doesn't hit like any of them this article's like it's weezer weezer's pretty good right they do this orchestration turn that nobody was expecting and they actually do it pretty well i was like i agree I agree. And then it was like, it's a two, it's too bad. I just fucking hate Rivers Cuomo. <laughs> it's like, it's literally like, oh yeah, all these lyrics that are so like relatable. No, yeah, Rivers Cuomo, you're just a disingenuous piece of shit. Like that's what I took away from reading that article. I was like, what is what what does this person have against 
Rivers Cuomo is just like, yeah, it's too bad that like this guy just is like doesn't mean any of the words he says. And, you know, he's like it's yeah. And, and there are other like so that was one argument. I was just like, why? And the other argument, it was, yeah, this should be good, but it's a Weezer. So shrug. <laughs> That's not an argument. It's like. It's like it's too they, bad they are Weezer. comparative, I think, in their ratings. Like, they'll compare pieces by artists to, like, other stuff they've produced. Yeah. I think this is a good Weezer album. I do, too. I think, um... Fantano actually liked this album quite a bit. I think he gave it, like, a 7 or an 8. Yeah, I've seen a balance most... In your, in your reviews. I've seen most reviews, like, better than the 5... Five or five eight or whatever the pitchfork gave it. Out of everything, I would come back to this. Well, I have come back to this the most because I've listened to I listened to this back when it came out in uh, January, and then I've listened to it a couple times before you mentioned listening to it for the show. Yeah, yeah, Fantano gave it an eight. So yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's not like groundbreaking, but it's fun, and yeah. I like the songs. And and I did I did hear some 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 birdies through the through the grapevine or whatever. Um, their Van Weezer album is still scheduled to come out in May of 2021. So so we might be talking about that again in three five months or so. Cool. Depending on if that actually comes out, but yeah, I think that was something that a lot of Weezer fans were scared about. Is like, well, what if? <laughs> You know, what if, uh, since they just came out with this one, Van Weezer gets delayed more, but no, should be still on the docket, which is exciting. Um, anything else on Weezer? Okay, Human. Also, can we, is, is Okay, Human, is that a Radiohead reference or a, um, like, like, Okay, Computer? Yeah, okay, I, assume it's I thought it was 100% man. that. I wasn't sure. Okay. I thought it might have been like an OK Boomer reference too or something because I don't know. Weezer's weird. Weezer's too boomer to be throwing out OK Boomer. They are like 40 years old now. No, they're older than that, aren't they? Rivers? I think Rivers Rivers is is like 50 something. Is he really? I'm going to look up his age right now. He's 50. Exactly 50. Okay. That's enough. Um... You want to, uh, should we hit some themes? We should hit the theme do some, do some quick hits on themes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's our theme? Uh, our favorite album from a Super Bowl halftime performer that I think was within the last 10 years, but that date was flexible, and I don't actually know if we stuck to that. Uh, so what I did, we didn't really define these rules that well. What I did was just like uh, a performer that I remember like I, I, I limited it to halftime performers that I remember seeing the halftime show for. I was like, okay. I have to remember this halftime show. And I remember the first halftime show that I was excited about was The Who. So that's why I picked the Who's 1971 album, Who's Next. And um like I so the Who, I don't think I don't know, when people think of the Who, I don't really know what they think of. Because I've been listening to the Who for like literally 20 years now. And the Who's a lot older than I think most people realize. So these songs that you hear all the time were like 
pretty freaking groundbreaking, I think. Um, and I think Paul kind of hit the nail on the head when he was just like, the rest of this album, he told me, he's like, the rest of this album suffers from how fantastic the opening track is. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, so it's bookended much. by amazing tracks, and like the middle's like, it's good, but <laughs> it's it's so hamstrung by the fact that like they start with Babbitt O'Reilly and ends with Won't Get Fooled Again. <laughs> and like, I yeah. just want to listen to those two. It's hard to live in the shadow of Babbitt O'Reilly. <laughs> yeah. It's just so I, good. Can't disagree with that. Won't we'll get fooled again. Is is a good is a good reward though for sticking through it. Right. I don't mean to say it's bad in the middle. It's not by any means. It's good. Yeah. Um. I I like I, I liked loving it for keeping. Um. I thought getting in tune was kind of weird. Like I thought the whole trope of like I don't know what to sing, so I'm just gonna sing about not knowing what to sing. Like I don't I don't really subscribe to that. I think that's kind of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but overall i liked it i liked it a lot yeah i think it's fun to listen to like full albums from like the 70s and 80s because nowadays people hear the hits right like you knew bob o'reilly before we did this exercise you knew won't get fooled again before we did this but most of those songs in between get lost because you know 40 years down the road we don't think about yeah we don't, you know, those songs don't come back on the radio. And you don't, don't think about get, getting a tank to fight off your wife when you, when she thinks you slept with another another woman. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I like going back and listening to these albums in full. It's just like, oh, I know one or two songs off there, and you're just like, I think the biggest takeaway I get every time I do that, like I think the same thing, and it was, I get it, I get why I've heard. <laughs> these songs before, yo are these stuck around <laughs> but not these other ones and occasionally you know occasionally you disagree with that and i think those are the most fun times you find a song from you know 50 years ago that you're just like wow that's awesome that's a song that how did that get lost in there so were there any songs like that for you on this album no <laughs> <laughs> um there's a couple stick songs that that i think don't get the light of day that i i think we could have this conversation another day but yeah i I love sticks yeah yeah i know you do you're gonna need to give me some lead time before we talk about sticks i'll allow it um but yeah hopefully paul you listened to the first nine tracks on this album and not the full 28 or 29 that spotify has i got i went through the first nine and then i think i listened to like two more and then i was like wait a second i've already heard these yeah and i stopped <laughs> this is the second longest thing on apple music that was on the list at two hours and 36 minutes but I only listened hopefully to you only listen to the first nine tracks <laughs> brian because yeah yeah no i didn't have time for classic that. rock I don't. So I I did not go back and watch their Super Bowl performance, unfortunately. But but was it good? Like, did they put on a good show? I thought so. For how freaking old they were, they. I loved it. I remember when this the Super Bowl happened. I was really excited because it was the Colts and the Saints, and okay, the Colts lost. I remember the Super Bowl, and I did not remember this halftime show. I don't think my parents were interested at all, and we. And I, I thought, it, looking back on it now, it was a lot better than I don't remember. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I enjoyed it watching it now. I don't know. You watched it again? Yeah, I watched it. I watched all three of the halftime shows. Okay. Yeah, so on this one, they played Pinball Wizard, Baba O'Reilly, Who Are You, See Me, Feel Me, and Won't Get Fooled Again. It's a pretty good, pretty good set list. I feel like it's so interesting seeing how many, like, like some halftime shows are like, here's like four full songs mm-hmm. and that's it. And then other ones are like, we're going to sing a little bit of like 12 songs. Yeah. Right. More of like the medley mashup kind of. Yeah. I remember, I, and Brian, you can tell me if I was wrong. This one was actually 11 years ago, um, February 7th, 2010. And... I just remember, it, like, it was like a pretty boilerplate, like, rock concert type of show. I don't think they had nearly the theatrics that modern Super Bowl halftime shows do. Even like, no. you know, even like, you know, years ago when it was um, Katy Perry or like whoever. You know? Yeah, there was no left shark. It was just the Who doing the Who. That and the Prince one that I watched was like they were pretty similar in that way, where it's just like them and their element just doing it and it was that's what was great about the show classic rock and roll yeah cool Cool. i guess all right who wants to go next uh i I mean i mean i brought it up but i recommended prince's purple rain for this that i i don't say i'm a fan of this album well i am a fan now but the, I remember watching the Prince halftime show, and that's like the first Super Bowl halftime show I really remember, and I just thought it was so weird. And then coming back to it, I have whole new thoughts on it. And listening to Purple Rain, I'd, which I hadn't to before, I was a big fan of it. Um, I can't think of the songs, but <laughs> what'd you guys think? I actually, I really like Purple Rain as a record. Um this might shock Jake. This is not the first time I've heard this album. What? Um, <laughs> I actually have listened to this a couple times before. Um, but Paul, I know a it came out so long ago. 2010. Um, I love Let's Go Crazy as an opener. I think it's yeah. so good. Um, the beginning of like, Let's Go Crazy reminds me a lot of um, that radio, the Talking Heads song. where they're, They both kind of sound like preachers at the beginning. And then it just completely shifts yeah and i think some of like i like take me with you i like computer blue i like darling nikki but like those don't really stick with me but like honestly the last four like when doves cry i would die for you even baby i'm a star a little bit in purple rain like they're so good they're still so good to this day to listen to like when doves cry is so good like prince <laughs> like, is an insane yeah musician. and then yeah his halftime show itself was just crazy good, especially given the fact that he was doing it all in drenching down rain. I mean, like the stuff he does with a guitar just blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat as Paul is, and I've, I've heard this, this album many a time before. So I, it's, I don't know, it's kind of like the um, same case with the who's albums like i've i've listened listened to it before so it wasn't exactly anything new coming in but yeah i mean it's a great album um so wait i i do want to go back to something brian mentioned a little bit ago though you said the intro to let's go crazy was like was it like um um once in a lifetime yeah it reminded me of once in a lifetime okay (laughs) okay i gotta see that 
I, uh, you caught me very off guard with that comment, but I, I kind of, I do see it. It is like only the beginning, and then it's... yeah, they go in totally different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's like yeah, you may ask yourself, kind of, yeah, just kind of spoken, preachy, whatnot. Yeah, but um, one of my favorite quotes about like guitar and music is from Eric Clapton. And I don't know where this interview took place, but he was getting interviewed and it was like, Eric Clapton, how does it feel to be the greatest guitarist in the world? And he said, I don't know, ask Prince. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just, just makes me smile. Like, Prince is insane. Have you like seen you said. his, uh, while my guitar gently weeps uh, thing at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Mm-mm. Oh, it's his guitar playing in that. It's insane. You should go listen to that. He just <laughs> steals the show completely. I think. What is it? Is um, it like a so it's like it a, a show tribute to George Harrison at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and it's just like was him. it during his induction ceremony? Yeah, it was the same time that he got inducted. He was also getting inducted, but it was like him and like three other people. I forget who they were, and he just kills it on the guitar. I'll have to check it out. I think I think artists sometimes put on really special shows for their Hall of yeah. Fame induction. Mm-hmm. That's pretty typical. So I feel like an artist like an artist like Prince is meant to be experienced live. I feel like too. Like there's yeah. just a lot more you can do with guitar and vocals live that you won't like put on a studio album. Yeah, that's very true. And this is probably close. Watching a Super Bowl halftime show is close enough. I'll ever get to seeing Prince live. So that's probably that's probably true. true. <laughs> I'll have to go back and watch that one. That was my favorite of the three. Well, it's up in the air. But didn't Beyonce do two? Beyonce, the one that Beyonce did with Coldplay and Bruno Mars was really good, and that was would have been coming out. That was at the time that Lemonade was coming out. Yeah, I think she did her solo one like a couple years before that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was the Niners and Ravens one, right? That sounds right. Because I I remember where I watched that, and I remember the the She Hulk memes were like, <laughs> <laughs> looking ripped. <laughs> she was yeah, she was exploding out of her clothes. Well, There's I guess that always good memes gives away our third album. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I I went with uh, Lemonade by Beyonce, although she didn't really perform Lemonade at a Super Bowl, so I don't know if that's like cheating. But I'll allow it because it completely fit the rules that we set up. I did I followed the rules to a T, and that's all you can ask for. She did formation also... in 2016. Oh, okay. Yeah, never mind. We're good. But yeah, I, you know, I figured you know we bring some some modern music to this to this segment but before before we get started i have a question yes sir is brian is beyonce r&b <laughs> well wikipedia didn't even have beyonce as r&b so you know wikipedia is my god so no oh, and what is lemonade classified as just like pop i, I would call R&B. it pop i, I would call R&B. like I don't even know what a genre is anymore. I don't either. <laughs> Apparently, I listen to 500 of them on Spotify. So. Yeah. This album is a lot of genres. Um, but yeah, I went with Lemonade. 
Um, I this is one of my favorite albums of the last like probably five ten years. Um, I find myself coming back to this one quite a bit. And thanks, Jake, for buying me lemonade for Christmas on vinyl. <laughs> um, of course. But like front to back, I I think the narrative on this and like the writing and then the production are stellar. Um, I like I don't think there's a bad song on here. I don't really know what else to say. Um, but I think it's a great album. I'm just going to turn it over to you guys. And I'm going to stop rambling. So I I guess before we get too deep into it, I want to... So is this about Jay-Z? Because, I mean, Lemonade is, like... To me, Lemonade is one thing. Like, it's a good album, but that's second in my brain to, like... Yeah. Story. Right? That's like, I feel like it's just, like... Of. It's literally just, like, 100%, like... I just got cheated on album, right? Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. It was is that like true or was this just like I want to give the people something they can relate to? Because it feels way too like genuine to not be true. I think it is true. I think the consensus was that this was like a legit maybe it was like overhyped a little bit. Cause I remember there were a lot of like articles of speculation when it came out. Yeah, yeah. Becky, who's Becky with the good hair? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think I think it was there's at least some semblance of truth to a lot of it. Okay. That was the whole thing I kept asking myself like while listening to this is like, how do you cheat on Beyonce? It's a great question. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, Jay's not doing better. <laughs> I mean, he's a billionaire, I guess maybe, but like, I don't. I wouldn't cheat on Beyonce. <laughs> Well, you heard it here, folks. Brian Jackson would not cheat on Beyonce, so come and come and scoop him up. Yeah, yeah. ladies, keep your man away from. <laughs> yeah, keep your man away from Bay. <laughs> he will cheat on you for her. For Beyonce, one hundred percent. So, as probably the least Beyonce fan here, I think I can safely say, and it's not that I don't like her; it's just that I don't like. I don't think I'm on the same level of just like this is a music great as much as you guys do. Okay. I so so I that's just in general. I like I said I I I don't know if I said it actually, but I do really like this album. And I hadn't listened to it in a couple years and listening back through it, I forgot that there was a Jack White song on here and I love Jack White and that's probably my favorite song on the record just okay. because I think I don't know. I really like kind of how those like it still sounds like a Beyonce song with a Jack White like feature, but I like how Jack brings kind of his his sound guitar and everything to it, mm-hmm. and I think it, I think it blends really well. Um, and so I don't know. I completely forgot that that song existed and was on here, and I'm glad that I got to to revisit it. Yeah, I think like my favorites. A formation's got to be one of them. Yeah, formation's um, just like a classic Beyonce song. At like this point. sorry as well, but like I actually kind of like the weird like kind of genre switch ups that happen in there. Like I actually really enjoy Daddy Lessons. Daddy Lessons, fun, yeah, like, almost very good song. I like Daddy Lessons too. That one um, did pop out. Yeah, and I do. I like Sandcastles too, which is more of a ballad, but I, I think it's executed really well. So I don't. Know, I kind of I'm impressed a little bit by her like range and, and versatility on this one. Apart from yeah. just like your standard like pop, like bangers, I I would agree hundred percent with that. 
yeah, she was phenomenal at everything on this. I also like, uh, you guys talk about The weekend a lot for some reason, and I thought The weekend feature was pretty good on Six Inch Heels. Six Inch, well, I don't know if it's Six Inch, just Six Inch. Six Inch was good. I think The weekend's actually, like, I don't know if there's a better, like, feature artist. Because he can kind of do a little bit of everything. And I feel like he's content to just, like, play a bit of a background role, which maybe mm-hmm. that's because he's on a Beyonce song, and, like, y- you accept <laughs> that on a Beyonce song you're going to be not in the spotlight. But I think he does compliment it really well. Is The weekend an R&B artist? 100%. <laughs> I think he... I'm just, I'm just calibrating. I think he was... <laughs> I don't is he is he still though? Let me get back to you. I have to check Wikipedia. Okay. <laughs> Wikipedia. I think his early stuff is 100% R&B. I don't know if I consider After Hours R&B. Yeah, that's Hold what on. I was I'm thinking. Googling, I... I'm googling how to be a Wikipedia editor right now. <laughs> I think you just do it. <laughs> um do we know why it's maybe I'm just a bad listener. Do we know why it's called Lemonade? Uh, I mean, there's, like, the skits about lemonade, which is, like, it's, like, when life gives you lemons, make lemonades. It's, like, some line, I think, from her grandmother that's, like, in a skit there. Um, but I don't know if that's why it's called lemonade. Okay. Was it a yeah. skit in this album? Did I just not? Yeah, it's the skit right before Forward, I think. Okay. I think I missed or that. After Forward. It's, it's, like, it's either an outro or an intro. Okay. I think it might be an outro on Sandcastles, but it could be an intro on Forward. So, uh, so like, I'm trying to look into this more than I probably should. So is she saying, like, you know, life gives you lemons, a, a, a man who cheats on you and make lemonade, which is just an album publicly just slapping you in the face and saying this bitch cheated on me? Is that... Uh, is I, that, I, don't, I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm deciding it means. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that question. I. Oh, Freedom was also really good. I forgot about Freedom. I think that one gets used a lot in stuff. Oh, no, it's, it's Outro on Freedom, I think, is the. The skit? The skit. Okay. This yeah, song Kendrick... ends really strong. Yeah, that Kendrick feature's cool. And the guitars and the, mm-hmm. the ending are, are fun. But yeah, cool that's, that's what I got for limited. I am going to go make myself a glass now. <laughs> nope. Um, <laughs> uh, is anybody, is that all we have to talk about? That's all I have on my list. Yeah. That's all I got. If I was going to rank the Super Bowls, I would put this one one, uh, uh, Prince two, who three, but that's just by process of. The other two are phenomenal. That's fair. I feel like most halftime shows I've seen have been pretty good. There haven't mm-hmm. been any that I like didn't like. Did you watch the Black Eyed Peas? <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and watch that one. That's your homework. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was like, I remember it, but I don't actually remember it. Okay. It was we'll lackluster. Did you guys like the weekends one? I liked it. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was, was good. Audio was weird. It seemed pretty know. polarizing. A lot of people hated it. I thought the 
like I told this to Brian already. I think the camera work is better than anything I've seen in any Super Bowl halftime show. Him oh, yeah, singing really with good. like a GoPro, or I don't know if there was someone with him in that like backstage area, or if he was like holding a camera up. But like that segment was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. It was and, like, the best cinematography sing while doing yeah. that. I was like, how is this possible? Yeah, no, it and was I definitely more of a visual show than a anything. I don't like how much of a medley he did. Like, I I don't think he gave enough space to any single song. Um. And he did some deep cuts. <laughs> he did some stuff I was not expecting. Yeah. Like the hills, I, I wasn't like the hills was a surprise to me when that one came on. Yeah, he did a lot of older stuff. I think the only new songs were "Save Your Tears" and "Blinding Lights." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The build to "Blinding Lights" though was pretty cool. The build to "Blinding Lights" was a fantastic. Amanda actually didn't realize that he sung blinding lights oh no <laughs> she thought it was a song from the 80s oh no <laughs> it does have that feel to it so Synth-pop. i think that means he did his job right yeah yeah That's i like fun. your shirt paul thanks i'm i'm trying to wear music stuff to our music podcast oh what's this i'm wearing this is my uh, it's my funeral uh, i don't know if you can actually read it i guess it's this way Oh, now I can read it. Yeah. Is that the correct orientation for the... Like no, this part? It's supposed to be that way. I mean, like... <laughs> I just... Yeah, I guess I always thought the, the spelling was supposed to be vertical, but... On, like, the arm? I don't know. Hold on. I'm... I think it is vertical on the arm. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. Cause see, this is the, this is how the record looks, right? So the the quill's facing the side, and in your picture, the quill's facing down. But then, like, if you look at the back, it's kind of like this. It's not really spelled out on the album. No, the word funeral. I'm looking at look at the orientation <laughs> of the pen. Is it flipped? Um, you're 180 right now. 180. Almost there. <laughs> no. Alright, we need to end this. This needs to be... <laughs> <laughs> we're just <laughs> killing we're just, For the podcast <laughs> listeners, we're just... We have the physical copy oh, of It's over. <laughs> <laughs> we're completely, we've completely gone off our goals. <laughs> gone too There's, far that's that's actually an open hand and this one's closed or like holding a pen and that one's yeah, they're, like, they're different it's different it's different that hand's like wrapped i'm different i'm different 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 that's a song right yeah um yeah do you guys have anything else you want to talk about or is have we bothered the people long enough yeah we've we've wasted the people's time for long enough i feel yeah. like that was a good episode. If you're the people, let us know what you think about the new format of the callbacks, new music stuff. Um, try and cut down on those callbacks. Really, what we're saying is we're just going to do more homework each, which is it's harder for us, but better for you. We're doing it for you. We're doing it for the people. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, if you're still listening to this for some reason, we have 
an email account set up so that you can send us your thoughts and questions and fan mail and love. Um, it is audiocratspodcast at gmail.com. Um, send us anything you want to except feet pics. Actually, just send those directly to Paul. Um, I will accept feet pics in lieu of payment. I don't know who's paying us, but... Yeah, um, I couldn't get an Audible sponsorship, but... I will only work for Audible sponsorships. Oh, I was really wait. looking forward to the Audible sponsorship. There was, there was another... Okay, so in the um, OK Weezer... OK Weezer. OK Human album by Weezer... The Grapes of Wrath song, right? Like in the chorus, he says the word audible. He does say audible. <laughs> because yeah, and and that was another criticism that the that that that, that, that the freaking what's it, the pitchfork article had, it was just like this guy is just doing product placement for audible. I was like, what? No, he's not. He does not need the audible sponsorship money. But I thought it was really <laughs> weird how that came out like weeks after we had that whole conversation about audible sponsorships. It's the goat. It's the goat podcast ad. You also have. I feel like there's some other good ones. Uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Oh. Manscaped. I think it's more. I feel like it's more of a YouTube thing. All like the ExpressVPN in Manscaped. I listen to podcasts that Manscaped ads. Oh. John Boy does Manscaped ads. I do. Um. Almond milk oh. ads. Hashtag not a sponsor, but I've been drinking a big glass of almond breeze today. No, nah, oat, oat milk for sure. <sighs> I didn't oat milk. Wait, wait, didn't... wait. wait. <laughs> yeah. See, did you see the Super Bowl commercial about the oat milk, Jake? Yes. I almost I texted think you. I, I did. Don't know why I didn't. I was kind of distracted during the Super Bowl. Uh, it was uh, it was like the CEO. Oh, who was it? Oatly, maybe? Yep, Oatly. <laughs> like sang a jingle about oat milk. Just in the middle of a field. I don't think I like Oatly. <laughs> the, the internet hated it. <laughs> I, I love it. I'll Google it. Shirts that said like talking about how bad the ad was. I loved it. Okay, I'll have to check it out. That sounds funny. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Brian, for joining us. As Thanks, always, Brian. it is Jake yeah. Paul and Brian with the Audiocrats podcast. Send us fan mail now that we have a have an email, audiocratspodcast at gmail.com. I'll have to send you guys fan mail. You're allowed to still send us fan mail, Brian. All right. Peace out, everybody. See ya. Bye. All right, I'm legitimately about to pee my pants, so. <laughs> uh, can you hit the stop recording button? <laughs> <laughs>